Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello and welcome to USA Global TV and radio. We're so happy to have you here. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network. Our show today is the United Kingdom News and Culture. We have a smaller panel today, but we're going to be really getting into some fabulous conversations. Let's welcome the lovely Diane Floyd Bain. Hello. Hey, Dr. Jacqueline. Good morning. Hi, nice to see you. And we also have our expert correspondent, Helena Shard, joining us from London with the latest and greatest. Hello. Hey, good afternoon, guys. So lovely to see you. Thanks for reminding us it's afternoon already for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's always late afternoon, I think. It's It's interesting talking to... Oh, sorry. I was talking to someone and we actually have, I think, eight different time zones on this platform from people from all over the world. I don't know how many time zones there are, but it's pretty interesting. We even have people who are a day ahead of us. That's is amazing. It's incredible. But I know as well how good you are when you're talking it through and you always give these exact time zones. <laughs> and I always think that's you're so, so, so amazing, really, the way you do that. Or you can just do all of this and all the background stuff and slot into the time set. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? It is amazing. I'm lucky enough to keep up between Eastern and Central. <laughs> well, I have thank you. And I have to say, before I started doing this, to be honest with you, I really was not adept or knowledgeable at all about other time zones. So it just goes to show you when you are in something new and doing something new, you can learn so many new things, which I love. I'm embracing all of it. That's great. That's great. It's fun. Really Helena, I would love to spotlight you since we're missing the two gentlemen today. And for you to share with our audience, maybe people who are tuning in for the first time, if you would give some of your background, because you're quite accomplished. You've done so much in so many areas. And we're always focusing in on you as a broadcaster, an international broadcaster, and also as a photographer. But you do many other things well, too. So please share with us. I do. Um, So it's probably something to do with my age. You know, I'm not a spring chicken, as they say, but uh, I have a lot of interest can you hear me? Yes, I hear you very okay. well. Okay, so Wi-Fi problems slightly. Um, I have loads of different interests, and I think I think from an, a young age as well, I've always had that um, curious nature. So I've, I've always, you know, any passion that I have, I, I will go for. Um, and I've, I'm, I'm really happy to say that I've succeeded as well, so that, that's great. But um, I, as... So as you know, I'm um, an international broadcaster, royal photographer, but I also have a tranche of amazing artists who um, I represent um, in mainly in the UK, although it is a little bit, I suppose, global 
um, some great um, artists who do wonderful things. That's actors, actresses, lookalikes, you name it, people that have got a great skill that, that I can um, pass on and, and help people with. So that's something that I've done for years and years and years and love it, which is, has brought me into like a corporate market, um, an advertising market. We have virals, have various things. Um, that So we produce lots of uh, material, um, which is great. Uh, I've said the Royal Photography and um, at the moment as well, which, which is lovely. It's lovely to take my skill base and help people. So it's very much about messaging. Um, if I have a, a client who needs a little bit of a promotion or needs to get out there, it's how to, to show them how to, to, what's the best way to, to do the messaging. And I think really, for me, um, I, I'm going very much down the route of charity and, and being able to help and to educate people. Um, there's so much more as well. I've but I'm not going to go and talk about myself too much. That's the difference. I don't like to talk too much about myself and what I've done. I don't know. Maybe that's not the best thing. I'm not sure. My personality. Well, thank you for your transparency. We appreciate it. It is hard to speak about yourself, but when you are doing so many things to help other people, I think it's important to uh, to have someone else spotlight you, like what I just did. And then it's fine. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> so yeah. I look at it. There's lots of other things too, but hey, for another time. <laughs> well, something I just want to share because Diane has also accomplished a lot in many different areas. Many years ago, I'm going to say maybe five years ago or so, I was told by someone who's a gentleman, well, gentleman, that uh, I don't know what I want because I'm doing too many things. And I really kind of shook my head and I thought, I don't think so. I'm just curious and I like to learn. But he said, you don't know where you're going or what you're doing. And I still believe it's good to dabble in this and that and to be curious. What are your thoughts? I'll start with Helen and then we'll go to Diane. I absolutely say yes. I mean, it's, I, I mean, to be curious and to want to learn is one thing. And I know that not everyone's got that, but I think that's a, a special skill in a way. And absolutely go for it. I mean, the, the world is our oyster. And really, all of us can do anything, however small, however big. Um, and I just just go for it. I suppose at the moment, I have a situation as well, where I've got lots of, um, I'm in a very different stage in my life, in that there's a situation where there's lots of friends and family who are quite poorly. And I think it takes you to to see that and to realize what life's about and to realize when you've got these opportunities and the chance in life you know grab it and grab it tight and run with it don't think don't wonder i mean of course we do as as as, as humans oh should i should i not just go for it because when you've got life and you have those opportunities it's a very very special thing thank you so well said i appreciate it how about you, Diane? I think Helena almost said everything. I just would be um, saying exactly what she said. You should um, embrace life. I've always been a person that wanted to um, to know and do as much as I can. And, you know, we're all born with lots of talents. And, you know, you explore these talents and some talents you might use for a while. And then you're in a different stage in your life. Um, so you end up going this route and developing this but 
I think it's fun to dabble. So, but I will say, I can remember my um, oldest daughter, she went and applied for this one job and uh, the gentleman said, you know, you're really good, but you need to focus. You dabble too much. And he goes, but you're an amazing researcher. So just be a researcher or else, because you're so beautiful, you need to just be in front of the camera and let someone else research. But pick one of those. Don't try to do both. And, and so she didn't get the job because um, she was too curious. And I just thought that was strange because in this day and time, because she's she's young, right? So young kids are exploring and trying to make sure that they have the joys in life. And so I thought it was interesting. You had two different generations looking at the world in different ways. But I would like to say to everyone to, um, to do what makes you happy. <laughs> yes, you have to make a paycheck, but also make sure you bring, as one author that we interviewed um, last week said it so beautifully, find the joy in life and, and, uh, and because we're only here for a moment. Thank you, Diane. Wow, what a story. And to, to, to actually put that out there that you can't be both things, you have to pick something. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, her response was, I already know I look good in the camera, but I love research and I enjoy being in the background. And they're like, no, you're too beautiful. We don't, we don't put beautiful people in the research room. Isn't that sad? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's more than sad because as a company, if it is a company, you know, mm -hmm. you have, have to be aligned, don't you? So yeah. you want to have people that work with you that have the same vision. If right. the top starts like that, then really they've got no ch chance, I think, to succeed because that is really quite miserable. Right. And to have have that kind of like, to have loads of like transferable skills that you can bring to the party mm -hmm. that makes you someone that can do lots of different things, I think is absolutely, it's, it's a blessing really. Yeah, I agree. It's a gift. <laughs> I agree also. I actually had an instance I graduated with my doctorate in 2011. It took me six years and I was doing it at the same time that I was working, thank you, and traveling. And when I was hooded, as they called it, and then I went back to work, you know, Dr. Kerbeck. And I was told by my boss and my employers that they would not call me Dr. Kerbeck. And I was either an academic or a salesperson. And I thought, I don't understand that because I'm actually a salesperson who has a doctorate. Isn't that unusual? We don't have anybody else in the company. <laughs> now make it pick your choice. So I went with the paycheck because I had to pay for the, bill, the student loans. <laughs> that never made any sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. And it's, isn't it lovely to be able to, I always think as well, people that can give and do different things, other people can learn. Other people can learn from these people and learn the skills. And that's the beauty of them being able to pass it on. You know, if yes, you're there yeah. in this rigid little box, um, probably normally very unhappy. I mean, really, what, what are you giving? You're not giving yourself anything. You're not feeding mm -hmm. yourself. But you're also mm -hmm. not feeding other people. Mm -hmm. So it's quite interesting in a way because you think there's lots of organizations, as you said, Diane, that, that work towards that. But, you know, it makes you think especially here in the UK, we need lots of new businesses and, and people need to start up their own businesses that will give other people work and start that new, you know, that vision of being in alignment and offering help to everyone. Right. I agree. 
I agree also. Helena, I'm wondering, in the world of broadcasting, I know you've uh, you've been doing this for a while. You've got a lot of expertise and experience. Were there women in this role? Uh, and, and what do you think it is today? Is it still predominantly men? I mean, we, we do see women on the television, obviously, but it seems like from the beginning, it was mostly male dominated. So I guess my question to you, I have a couple questions, but what has it been like for you as a woman to be an international award-winning broadcaster? I would say that um, I've been in broadcasting for years and years and years and years and years. So it's been quite a while now. Uh, but um, I'd say probably about 10, 10, I'll use 10 years ago. Um, I think it was more male dominated. I think that it was more traditional broadcast, you know, so you think of over here, like BBC, ITV, you know, you don't think of the the channels that we all love, you know, that we all want to binge on, on, on stuff, you know, when we want to watch it. So I'm talking about traditional channels. So, I would say that it's it was more male orientated in the traditional broadcasting way. But now a lot of the traditional broadcasting uh, people on certain platforms are a lot older. So it, it, it there's a real a real change now there's a, a complete myth. Um, and I would say there's more women and more women giving lots of knowledge which which i absolutely love i, I love that too it's about time yay yay <laughs> of course of course i mean it's, it's one of those things i think ian probably would say the same thing because i i just know that you know covering that there's not that many royal things going on it's a summer holiday at the moment but the last thing really that we did which was quite big was celebrating the platinum jubilee and um uh, a lot of the the men on there it was fabulous they're great they've got a platform but they were a lot older it was a very different situation it's it's yeah it's funny I'm, it's interesting you've mentioned that dr jacqueline because i've not even thought about it so you just like planted a seed and now i think about it it's a very very different situation um yeah and ian is a big advocate for women he is. Ian definitely is. He's always loved women. He's always he's always worked with. I mean, the thing is, in broadcast, you, ha you have different ways you want to go. So he's always worked with different cultures, you know, women with everybody. It's all about inclusivity and creating harmony, you know, and that and that's internationally. So that's something that he's always been very, very strong about. And again, I'm, I'm similar in that way. So the, hence the reason why we work together. Um, but uh, I, I just, yeah, I, 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 you've just opened my eyes. You really have at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should celebrate you and celebrate women who've uh, broken the boundaries. You know, when I was growing up, and I'm a lot older than you, Helena, um, that, you know, girls, nurses, teachers, nurses, teachers, nurses, teachers, right? And, um, and, and girls are so lucky now. I mean, I can remember in high school that we had a lot of different um, clubs that you could participate in and gardening. You know, I looked at that and it was like all guys. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I have five brothers. I don't want to be a bunch of boys, you know? And then it was like, 
well, the camera club, I thought that was interesting in photography and there was all guys. And so I was like, I'm just going to keep singing in doom theater and so forth. And so that's what I did. And yet there was these moments that that could have broadened what I could have uh, learned and realized where the world was going. So you're so lucky. And I, I remember wanting to take journalism and, um, and when I was in high school, if you didn't have your um, commas and everything, it, punctuation exactly right, you couldn't do journalism. And so in English, I um, did very well, except I got a B in punctuation. So I wasn't allowed to take journalism. And I really wanted to do that. And uh, but I wasn't. So um, sometimes I'd like to find that journalism teacher and say, look what I'm doing now. You know? But yay, my hat's off to you. And I'm so glad there are people like you that have helped women enter these fields. So Helena, yay. Wow, that's so lovely. But I mean, I goodness me, I cannot believe that you got a B and it was something to do with punctuation that you yeah. would not talk. It's, it's just, you know, these people <laughs> being before us really have yeah. something to answer for because to, to stop people's vision, to like stop their growth, it's just you know, controlling a situation is it's so old, isn't it? Old school. And that I think that's what we hope. Well, it has developed hugely, but we want that to continue. So mm -hmm. it's for people to just be able to just grab information and have that strength within them, male or female, to say, you know, I want to do this and this is what I want to do and just to run with it. Mm -hmm. And that's so important, isn't it? So important for, for one, for self, and your own self-esteem and mental wellness but you know to, to obviously give that to others as well and the younger generation so important gosh this is so important and um you know working with young children uh, around the world helping them not that i'm doing that many places but uh, you know a couple of countries and i tell these young kids look, you know, you're so blessed because you do have access to the internet and don't wait for a teacher or you have to be in a certain grade to take a certain subject or an interest that you can go to Google now and there are people around the world that are going to teach you how to do something. So if you're interested in painting, but you really want to learn a little bit more about watercoloring, you can have these free classes on YouTube. How lovely is that? So don't wait. Just go for it and figure out how. And you can always uh, email me and say, but I'm looking for this and I'm having a hard time and I, I will, you know, help you because uh, I want I want people to find what um, they're meant to be, even if you're only eight years old. As long as the parents agree, of course. <laughs> oh, love I love the teacher in you, Diane. <laughs> well, you know, the sad thing is that I don't know um, about England, uh, but in some places here, we still have teachers that are very closed minded and just stay in their own little walls. And you can really do a lot of damage to a child. Um, and but there's a lot of wonderful teachers like myself who want to understand how the child thinks, what makes them tick. And then you design your classroom in a way that your kids succeed. There's no there. Oh, I have to have a learning curve, you know, so many A's, so many B's or so forth. Yeah, forget that for me personally. But there's so many people above us in the administration who don't like people like us teaching. Mm -hmm. And we end up leaving the field because 
we're in trouble for not following this rigid way of doing things. So it's very sad because I really, um, I really did love being in the classroom and watching kids' little minds take off. It's, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So. Now, Diane, what's the latest? Are you going to go back to the classroom at any point in time? <laughs> no, I do not want to deal with parents <laughs> and things. And there's things that are just too political now that I could I I would be horrible at because I couldn't keep up with the pronouns. <laughs> so I'd be oh. messing up. And I really just want to concentrate on people learning how to read and write and all that stuff. So, no, I'd make a horrible teacher now. I'd be messing up. Oh, you'd be a brilliant teacher. I think what you're doing, you teach anyway. I think in your own yeah. and your own platform, you teach children and everybody so much. Oh, thank you, Helena. Yeah, it's so much easier. And Helena, with all of your expertise, have you ever done any coaching per se? You know, official coaching. Um, I've not done if well. As part and parcel of my, uh, I suppose, casting experience with my artists, um, I I coach. That's what you do. You know, you coach people because it's something that I've done from a very early age. And it, it may be something small. It may be something big. People want to know various things or people maybe don't have the uh, strength or the vision that they can achieve something. They're worried uh, so I've, I've coached artists uh, for years and years. Um, when I say years and years, gosh, probably 20, over 20 years. Um, I've always helped people, whether it be getting a role in something, um, just helping them organize, you know, their, their forward thinking, etc. Well, you know, as, as a typical coach will do. Yeah, so, so that's what I do. And um, with reference to I guess in a way as well with photographers, I, I coach as well um, and help. Um, I, I think I'm a naturally giving person. So I, I will say, so, you know, you can either, it's one of those things, isn't it? You can be a person that gives, um, as I like to learn knowledge, I like to share my knowledge. And that's how I view my, my role in life in general, whether it be give my knowledge to a younger person, older person, whatever, it's good to share. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it's something that, that's so, so important. So anything I do, really, I coach. Um, I'm good at what I do. I research intensely. And uh, I always love to share that with people. And sharing is caring, as we yeah. know. So that's right. Yeah. Acts I, of I, kindness. And yeah. speaking of acts of kindness, what's going on with your project? Project is still going ahead. The CICs, so we've got a CIC, as you know, the Kindness Trust, which has been slightly slower to actually set up than, than we thought. So we've not, that, I mean, I don't know whether I should be saying this on air. So it's, it's there. Um, it just has not been signed off at the moment. So we're waiting for that paperwork to come through. And there were millions of people all setting up CICs at the same time, um, which I for me, I thought, well, actually, that's a good thing. I hope that's the truth. I really hope that's the truth. But uh, so we're waiting for that to be finally signed off. We have um, a launch, which is in a shopping mall, which is coming up shortly. And we have lots of small projects at the moment. We're all working. We're working together. But we're sort of waiting for the right time. As I say, we're, we're in this silly season. Um, and yeah, things will move forward. Um, but we've got lots of filming projects uh and more so watch this space thanks for sharing that that's exciting. very exciting 
It sure is. And isn't that the way things have to start? They start small and they gradually progress. And I think when we as humans, just in my experience, I'll speak for myself, when I want everything and I want it now, I'm just going to be disappointed <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You're, you're, yeah, you are. And you, you are super go-getter. I love that. You have such a great, I love that drive. I mean, you are an inspiration, I think, to everyone who's thinking, should I, would I, could I, you know, mm-hmm. really, need to look at you and it's like, go for it. And that's well, lovely. Thank you. I mean, that's the best mentor you can have. Um, yeah. She and Moses parting that Red Sea. <laughs> You know, I don't even, I don't know if it's an asset or if it's a detriment, but I'll give you an example. Yesterday after working, I went for a walk and I always carry this bag with me. It's like, ai am not going to say the name because it doesn't matter. I'm not getting paid, but it's an older bag. I got it vintage. It's straw and it has these two straps and they're kind of worn off. And I decide I'm going to go to another town to pick up a few groceries. So I walked the three and a half miles there to get five things and put them in my bag. And I walked a total of seven and 7.3 miles because that's just how I am. I'm nuts. And then I decided to do this newsletter. And instead of just doing a newsletter, like you, you typically see, I'm like, no, I want to get as many people from our team on there. I want to get all their LinkedIn links that I drop everyone in. In the meantime, I'm getting a warning notice that Gmail is going to cut it off at a certain time. Like, I don't care. I'm putting it in. I'll post it on LinkedIn myself. But I don't know if that's good or bad. I might just be nuts. I don't know. I think it's great. I think it's great. Come on. I mean, you've, yeah. got, you've got that drive. Why would you even yeah. doubt it? Wow. Right. I just, I think everyone has a different, um, everyone has something special to give. That's what I think. And everyone wants things. You know, we all have different thought processes, what's great, what's not great, or what you'll give and what you won't give. But I mean, on the whole, I mean, you're a role model, definitely, Dr. Mm -hmm. Jennifer. But I just think, you know, whatever, whatever you can do, and and for me, whatever you can do to, to share knowledge is absolutely, I mean, it's the biggest thing you can give. I agree. I concur. You're great. But speaking of sharing, what is going on in London? Are y'all having fun times? The um, heat well, is still there or the weather, I think you said, was changing? Well, do you know what? We, we are super hot still. Um, our, <laughs> we are, our land is baked, as I said earlier before the show. I'm <laughs> trying to make some holes into my soil, and it's completely, it's like, I don't know. It's it's like tar or something. It's just awful. So I feel I feel sad for, for, for the land, but it will obviously replenish. But it's it's been a um, a strange time, and we've all got like water bans. We can't use our hoses, and now we're having like flash floods, and everyone's been warned to watch out. So, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of yeah these flash floods which have just started now. Whereas I think Ian's running around trying to do his chores, and he's probably out there and been slid down the road but um it's yeah I, I just I'm enjoying the rain but I just hope that we're not going to be floating it's it's a weird situation I also heard that we have um you know we have thousands and thousands something like an, a, a thousand Olympic swimming pool of water each day is just like flooded everywhere because we have problems with the the waterworks under our ground in in the uk i have no idea what that's all about but it sounds horrendous just as we've been given this warning that you know there's going to be flooding and everything but on a positive we need the rain and the plants need the rain so hopefully it's just going to be a burst and, and and we'll be okay 
But yeah, it's it's good. It's it, it's it's fine. And I just think I, I've been talking to various people and, and my fellow uh, journalist friends and trying to work out what's going because we're in this season at the moment, which is like we call the silly season, and we have um, snippets of news and, and various things. But it's never quite as I don't know why it was ever named the silly season, but it's always been like that for as long as I know. For the last 20 years, it's always a silly season. Um, and I do think it's because people go away and uh, are working on different things. And I suppose spending time with family, which is perfect, I think. And actually spending time with family is something that Her Majesty the Queen is doing at the moment. So she is joining, enjoying time at Balmoral, which is in the north, in Scotland. Um, Scotland, does, I'm not so au fait with Scotland um, at all, but um, having been there a few times uh, to Edinburgh and various places, it's absolutely beautiful. And I know that Her Majesty the Queen, as well as um, her grandchildren, always talk about it as being the most beautiful place in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and I do believe them. So, uh her Majesty the Queen is thrilled to be spending time with Balmoral with her obviously nearest and dear, dearest, so her children, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren, um, which is beautiful. Um, and she's, I think, going to spend time there. I know that actually Harry and Meghan were also invited, but I don't think they'll be attending, but they were invited. And I think in, in due course, probably in the next month, we've got the whole audience with, because we've got the new prime minister that's going to be announced, um, which I do feel is going to be Liz Truss. Um, although the news of the day is Liz has been uh, heard and recorded. You know, this is, this isn't it, 24-7 we need news. So <laughs> heard and recorded, uh, talking about, people in the UK being lazy and this is why you know we've not this 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 well you can imagine she's now going she's going to, to being president um, prime minister and all of a sudden this has come out today but I sort of have an element of where she's coming from and it's very easy to um, take a little bit of a clip and make it into something it's not True, uh, true, isn't it? Very, very yeah, true. Yeah. And, and, and also, if you were to take it like typically, um, the N the NHS here, I mean, all our staff that work through the, the COVID and everything, they would be absolutely seething because they they were on their knees for years and years. But um, um, it's an interesting thing. So at least everyone's having fun um, and enjoying themselves. And I know Dr. Jacqueline, we had that lovely clip that was a long time ago. Do you remember with the, the, the horses that go and have their, their um, summer time on the beach in uh, Norfolk? I think it's Holt, is it Holt, Holton Beach? Holton Beach. Holton Beach. Absolutely beautiful. Um, so that the horses are having fun in, in um, Norfolk. And I absolutely love it though. It's beautiful. If everyone, anyone comes to the UK, it really is a place to, place to visit. Um, absolutely wonderful. So we actually have the clip. Oh, sorry. We have, have the clip if you want me to play it. Oh, why not? I always think it's like really quite, I just think it's lovely and upbeat. And this is, do you know, also just to say that Her Majesty the Queen has her own entrance as well to the beach in, uh, in, in Norfolk. Not that she's going to be there, you know, doing that very much because she's obviously her age and everything, but it's a, it's a lovely thing to think. And to, to have the, I mean, I've, I've witnessed the horses and seen them running around and it is 
one of those things that you'd want on your bucket list. It's beautiful to see. But if you got it, why not play it? Hey. Absolutely. All right, let's take a look. And the horses are stunning, by the way. They so are. Absolutely stunning. best aren't they and i just think as well it's lovely to see that the horses are there actually with with their riders as well oh, mm -hmm. i love that oh thank that's actually a treat for me i just i love <laughs> feel really happy in fact i might just cry, <laughs> cry joy. i think it's amazing how they all are in unison and then they go into the ocean and they're i mean it's incredible yeah yeah so beautiful they're very well trained obviously yeah. Her Majesty the Queen's horses, but how beautiful! I was um, due to actually visit Holcombe Beach, but I've not, I've not got there due to various other things. But it's it's such a beautiful place, it really is. I think Norfolk is so, so lovely, and I know I think in Holcombe Beach there's been quite a few films or a couple of very high profile films that have been filmed there, and it's definitely a place to visit. Now, <laughs> is this in Northern England? No, it's not. No. I'm, I'm, Geography is not my greatest thing. I have to say it's not my forte. So I would hate to give an exact pinpoint. That's okay. <laughs> All I can say is if I'm in a car and I race really quickly, I can get there in two hours, which I think is pretty oh, good. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. That's well, you say fast. race pretty quickly. How fast are you going? <laughs> As fast as I possibly can get away with. I would hate to say. I would hate to say. But um, I always will leave very early in the morning when it's a clear, clear run. Because if you don't do that, you've had it. You know, you, you'll be there for hours. Stuck in traffic, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. lovely. Anyway, so Her Majesty the Queen and everyone's having a lovely time. Um, Duke and Duchess of Cambridge are due to move as well. So they're going to be moving closer to Her Majesty the Queen um, in due course. And they are actually going to be getting rid of their nanny as well, simply because it's a smaller little place. So, um, and also the children are getting older. So I get that. Um, but I, something that's made me think, obviously, we have so many books coming out at the moment. I don't know if you hear in, in, in the US. I guess you do. I mean, again, it's, it's to do 24-7. We've got this whole thing rolling. Everyone wants information. Everyone wants to know what's going on here, there and everywhere. It wasn't like that years and years ago. So now we've got everyone wants these new books. And I love books and everyone loves telling stories. But some of these books are slightly, uh, I don't know, risque and there's this kind of like oh what's going on you know there's lots of upset and I, I can just imagine what's happening or what's in people's heads within the royal family and I know that we're waiting for Prince Harry's intimate and heartfelt memoir which I'm very interested in actually that should be coming out in due course that we've been waiting for for a while I did wonder whether it would come out sort of because I know it's 25 years um uh, since um, Princess Diana died, I think. I think it's 31st of August. And I wondered whether he'd bring it out to, to work with that, but I don't think he is. So I'm not sure what's happening, but obviously, you know, we've got this book called Revenge, Meghan and Harry, The War Between the Windsors. I mean, there's so many books. It goes, rolls on and on and on. And that's what made me think about Her Majesty being of a certain age and just how things must be for her. And it took me back because something um, that my, I, I actually have done with Ian, but I've done very much of the, uh, I suppose, the script and the manual thing. We had an exhibition and it was very much to do with the royal children over years and years and years. And um, I suppose from Victorian times, so roughly 70 years. And there is something which is, for me, very interesting, if you're interested in history, and it's the memoir, really, of Her Majesty's governess called Crawfee. Uh, Crawfee is a very sort of fun, familiar name, but in a way, it paved the way for all of future scandals. So all these books that are coming out and everything, it's something that happened in Her Majesty's sort of earlier years. And I wish in a way I could be able, I could talk with her and just chat through it, but um, it's not something I'm going to be able to do anytime soon but you never know we may have a chat um but so Marion Crawford was the governess to Princess Elizabeth and also Margaret and they were like six and two at the time and this was like in 1932 so all these years ago she stayed with them for like 17 years and um she was not only their teacher she was their you know she was their mentor basically and help them get through a mental and confidence. They're really good friends and help them get through loads of things. So whether it was the abdication of, of their uncle, um, their parents' accession, I'm just trying to think of all the different things, trauma of the Second World War, you know, Elizabeth met Philip, her future husband. And yeah, she was there. So actually, Marion Crawford was this absolute instrumental, strong, amazing woman in their life. And she also made them do very normal things um, because obviously being royal, maybe you think of them being sort of in the palace and everything, but she made sure she took them out on buses. She took them to London Zoo. She 
she just did normal things with them, um, which I think is fantastic. And that is very special and something that it's sort of inbred in really in um, Her Majesty the Queen that she can relate to, to different people, which is good. But the sad thing um, is that at the end of her service, the royals actually cut her off. Oh, um, yeah. So it's really sad. But the reason why they did this was to do with um, a memoir that she brought out, was, which was called The Little Princesses. Now, this little book was really sugar-coated, was absolutely beautiful, and it was all about all the wonderful, positive things in, their, in, in, in you know, Queen Elizabeth and Margaret's life. Um, but they felt, the whole royal family felt betrayed and cut her off. Uh, when you think about back, this was in 1932, and it's very sad how it happened because it actually started with Queen Elizabeth's mother. Um, I don't know if you remember her at all, but she, she's a very funny lady. She used to drink lots and lots and lots, but, I mean, she was great. And <laughs> she, uh, she wanted an American, I think it was an American magazine that contacted the palace and contacted Crawfee to actually do an article and the Queen Mum at the time said, yes, 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 let's do it, because they wanted good relations and everything. But it suddenly went slightly wrong because it was agreed contractually that I think Crawfee wasn't supposed to put her name to the to the um, actual wording. And it was, it was given to a journalist that was well known. But when it came to it, her name was printed, actually, in the articles. And then a year later, she gave this little the little princesses. But do you know what? It was absolutely positive and amazing. And I, I, when I think back, I wish I knew Crawfee because I feel so sad for her because she only did her best. And now, when you think about things and how the world is with journalism, it's such a different place, isn't it? You can just write lots of books, and you can you say can whatever you want. What you want yeah. and do a retraction. <laughs> about it i mean how do you how do you feel with so that? sad she sounds like she was the glue for the girls for a long time she really was yeah, yeah. she was she it she was absolutely amazing and and i think it's a shame that it went wrong and it was to do with like again it's that kind of thing because i think the actual journalist was even a man you know on top of it being Crawfee, who was a woman who looked after these dear young little, you know, obviously the future queen at that time. I just think it's so sad that things happen like that. And in fact, it didn't come out until Crawfee died. And then there was some like, in her will, she left something which said she wanted all the documents to come out to show that it wasn't her that actually orchestrated this and that she'd always held their trust and loved them. And I don't know, it's just something that's just like so sad. But at the same time, I love history. Mm -hmm. I love history and I, I, I love knowing the truth as well. And also the good thing about it is that she instilled huge positive like things within Her Majesty the Queen. And that's that that obviously allows her now to relate to lots of people, which is which is a lovely trait. Sounds like it'd be a great documentary. Yeah, I was just thinking that, Diane. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I would love to see a documentary on that. <laughs> I think it's, it's I think it's lovely because she did everything. She taught them. I mean, there's small things like they used to, you know, because there was a queen, was her majesty was always such a, a good little girl. And she, you know, she did have her little fits and bubbles and everything. And there was lots of these history, historical little facts, which are really good fun for everyone mm -hmm. to know. No one these days would know it. Right. So it's and lovely. I, yeah. Yeah. But and maybe it, how and I think it's, 
passion project for you. Yeah, there you go. Take on the documentary. <laughs> Maybe this could be a passion project for you. Yes, a documentary. I would, I would love to do it because I just, I think it's, yeah, I, I, I would love to do it, and it's, I think as well, I think to look at how it was and then look at how it is now, when you think about Megan the Harry in the book and the worry, and it's just all, and you just think, it's so many people are getting involved. You know, too many cooks spoil the broth, and you've got every journalist all joining in, it's bickering and everything, and you just mm -hmm. know that it's, it's madness. I mean, I could do a whole show on that. So I, let's not get so <laughs> well we're gonna let you do the truth on the documentary and i love the idea of showing then and now yeah i, I love yeah, that I yeah. do so yeah. diane and i are ready for it so we're challenging yeah tell us what to do in the background Pick up the torch you. that's right loads actually there's so many little snippets and i think yeah. people need to know that now don't they completely yeah. Absolutely. And For truth sure. is important. There's so much garbage out there. There yes. is. I agree. Yeah. So well, the truth is, oh, sorry, the truth is we have to close up because our next show is starting right after this Global Adventures. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> uh, so well, I guess we have to wait till next week to find out who the new prime minister is going to be. So we'll be on pins and needles over here on this side of the pond. Okay. Yeah, good. Good. We will let you know. We'll enjoy like sharing everything that's going on. It's still thundering and lightning. And it's raining and I'm really happy actually. I hope we'll send some of it to parts. Texas, please. <laughs> yeah, it will do. Helena, we have your banner up here, but for people who can't read it or they're on the radio, how can people reach out to you and who would you like to contact you? I would love to hear from anybody really i enjoy speaking with people um i always like to hear people's views and if anyone needs anything i'm interested i will listen um but i think uh to contact me not via social media i'd rather be contacted on a generic email which is hcpresenter at gmail.com and i look forward to hearing from from you Wonderful. Thank you for being here today. And I love this chat that we're having and yeah. your new project that you're taking up, Helena. So <laughs> wait till you're more about Not that new project, but it sounds lovely. I've got so many projects that I just think, oh, it's another one. But I, I, you know, the good thing about it is I love learning and I love taking things on. That probably is something that I would just run, see if I can do. So let's see. Yeah. All right. Go for it. <laughs> Diane, how about you? What's the best way to reach out to you? Sure. You can uh, reach out to me on my website. It's very easy. That way you can just hit contact. Um, you may reach me at www.dianflydboyohmisandmary.com. Dianefloydbame.com. Thank you, Dr. Jacqueline. Thank you very much, Diane. All right, we are going to sign off right now. We'll be coming back momentarily with a new show. Normally, we'd have fashion, travel, and fitness. And as Diane knows, we're moving to a new time. As to what time that is, I don't know. But <laughs> our show now is Global Adventures with Janetta Barry. And her son is actually going to be joining us. And we're going to be talking about adventures in the safari. So I think that's really exciting. I love the safari. That's very yes. exciting. So that's stay with great. us. We'll be right back. And thank you again, Diane. And thank you, Helena. And hello to Ian and hello to Simon. Bye, guys. Bye -bye. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. Have an evening for you, Helena. <laughs>
Take bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.